Hello, welcome. Episode three of Modern Day Thoughts. My name is Isaac Butterfield and thank you so much for joining us again here in the studio that for some reason today has moved locations. But anyway, before I digress onto the actual show, we have our first sponsor. Please make welcome to Modern Day Thoughts, our first sponsor. It is, of course, Fit and Fresh. We love Fit and Fresh here at Modern Day Thoughts. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's absolutely bloody delicious. You know, it's outsourcing the cooking so you can get busy living. That's their cry. That's their motto. That's what we want you guys to do at home. So we want you guys to get on board, get stuck into their website, which is, of course, fitandfresh.com.au. Very hard to remember. Fitandfresh.com.au. Like their Facebook page, their Instagram page, whatever you've got to do to get involved with Fit and Fresh. They're absolutely delicious. And check that out. But why we're here today is, of course, I'm not by myself because, as I say every week, that would be utterly boring. I'm here with Dr. Bryce Fleming. Fleming. <coughs> a little bit of phlegm caught there. Uh, good afternoon, good sir. What's doing? Hello, Isaac. Good to see you again, mate. Oh, uh, yes. I see you just choked on a bit of Fit and Fresh. Yeah, I just had a curry uh, chicken something, and it was it, it, it tastes like you just got it out of the, the best uh, restaurant in Newcastle. It's absolutely just delicious. So I must admit, it doesn't look as good as what it tastes. Because you look at it and you think, well, it's kind of curry and it's a bit yellow and it's a bit kind of weird looking. Well, and then you try it and you're like, oh my god, this thing is beautiful. Well, I disagree because they're a great sponsor and it looks <laughs> delicious. Um, <laughs> But seriously, give it a go. Give it a go, and I mean, you know, even if you don't want to keep going with it, just just give it a try because I, I guarantee you'll love it. But anyway, we have a very very interesting guest. In, we do uh, in in her studio today. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not our studio, but Bryce, please take us away on who our guest is. Well, I'd like to introduce everyone out there to Lisa. Say hello, Lisa. Hi, everybody. Lisa, hello, Lisa. we're at uh, Revolution Business. We're on Derby Street. And we're very happy to have you on board because we're going to learn a little bit about you and about the business that you have uh, and kind of what drove you to, uh, well, you and Kez, your your husband, to develop this business. And uh, and yeah, so the first question I really want to ask is um, I just want to find out a bit more about you as a person. So where did you come from and how did you end up here in Derby Street? Okay, great. Uh, Thank you so much for having me for Modern Day Thoughts. That's a big question. Where did I come from? Uh, where were you born, Lisa? Well, yeah. We don't have to go all the way back to where you came from. Where were you born? Are you, are you a Newcastle girl or are you from uh, far and wide? I am a Newcastle girl. I've been uh, – my mum and my whole mum's side of her family grew up in Newcastle. Yeah, okay. So I grew up in Newcastle, um, school in Newcastle, all the rest. I lived in Sydney for the last two years, mm-hmm. and I've been back in Newcastle for since September last year. So growing up in Newcastle, you would have spent a bit a bit of time at Fanny's nightclub, I'm sure. <laughs> Not that I'm going to admit now. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, they changed the name to uh, the Argyle, isn't it? It's now called the Argyle, but oh, it was God. Fanny's back in the day. I, I frequented quite a bit when it was Fanny's, and it was... It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I do you... remember lining up on the other side of the building to what it is now. That's, oh, really? that's a little bit about showing my age. There you go. I've lined up on that side of the building, but that's just because the lineup is that long and we got there that late. But anyway, <laughs> we're not here to talk about my nightclubbing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Lisa, so you grew up in Newcastle. Whereabouts in Newcastle? Not, not your address, but what, what, what area? In Warners Bay. Warners Bay. Uh, I went to West Walls End High School. Uh, it was four buses a day. It was a very good high school. I'm sure it I, was. I enjoyed it very much. I was uh, <laughs> always top of my class and top of my year, which I really enjoyed. Awesome. This is why uh, we wanted to interview you because you know, you, you're just uh, going leaps and bounds with what you do and you seem to be very 
focused and passionate about whatever it is that you put your uh, your finger on. So yeah, we're we're so, excited. So big family growing up. Little family. Uh, I have an older brother and a younger sister. Very good. Very uh, good. Yep, grew up with just my mum. Uh, yeah. And are you the favourite of the family? I am. Good. Of course. Good work. I'm the middle are child. You, are you allowed so to have I'm favorites? the favourite. Yeah, every family's got favourites. Anyone who says they don't have favourites is lying. True. Well, my mum gave me a kidney, so I reckon. Your mum I, gave you a kidney. I reckon she's only got one to give away, so yeah. and I got it. So and and we're not talking. Lucky. We're not talking for dinner or as a meal. We're talking a kidney transplant. Kidney transplant. Okay. So why did you need a kidney transplant? Uh, really long story short. Uh, I had a burst appendix when I was at school camp when I was 12. They left it in my stomach for three days. The toxins destroyed my kidneys. Um, They, because it had been left in my stomach for so long, they couldn't get it all out. I threw up for six months, Mm, kidney failure. Um, Yeah, so a lot of things had to go wrong to get to that point. Yeah. Uh, And then, so when I was 17, my amazing mum gave me a kidney. That's beautiful. So you owe your mum one big time. I definitely own So you cleaned the dishes for quite a while after that, yeah? No, I didn't actually. I <laughs> should have, though. Get, I was 17, so I was in denial. Clean your room, I said, no, I don't want it. Do you know when you um, get your tonsils out and all that kind of stuff, you get a big bowl of ice cream? Do you get something special after you get your kidney replaced? A big bowl of offal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What a strange question well, from the doctor. I don't know. Yeah, I just thought, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have something nice? You know, you're sitting in your Flowers room. Flowers and It's funny when you're 17, you're in denial. You kind of, you know. Mm. Well, that's, that's a completely <laughs> different story to what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say it was from all that partying at the Argyle. It just affected your kidneys in a way. And anyway, I won't, I won't make jokes about your, your kidneys. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving swiftly onwards from that, seamlessly, in fact. Um, yeah, so I didn't actually finish school. Uh, when okay. I was 17, I had to leave and um, started kidney dialysis for five months and yep. then a transplant. And then I spent a good uh, three, four years in hospital with everything going wrong. Um, wow. I grew up, uh, mum was um, big on, you know, organic and, you mm. know, eating clean and all the rest. So I'd never had a Panadol. I'd never been sick in my life. So then I went, had a kidney transplant. They give you all this medication and then it, um, yeah, my body went, oh, what's this? So I'm not really happy. At the school camp, yeah. why the three days? Uh, that's a good question. Just I don't know. I was said, 12. No, you'll be right, I was, they didn't burst. They were, um, I had appendicitis all that week and they just okay. were hoping that I'd sleep it off and all the rest. So, Jeez. anyway. Um, yeah, I mean. A lot of things yeah, had to absolutely. go wrong to get to as bad that it was. Um, so what I guess you know led me to do what I'm doing now with Revolution Business was, um, you know, I'd always been so good at school, and then I spent these four years in hospital, mm. and I felt like everyone was getting ahead, and that you know I wanted to go to uni, and that I hadn't even, you know, I had so much I had to catch up on. So then, as soon as I was well enough, I did uni by correspondence, I, so I could work full time at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I uni full time, work full time. I was, you know, not much fun on weekends because I always had assignments and all that sort of stuff. And then I just really wanted to catch up, so yeah. I worked my butt off, um, you know, in accounting and sort of working my way up in um, chartered accounting, um, various firms around Newcastle, and just giving everything I had to work to get ahead. Um, and you know, the last sort of ten years I've really just always been so focused on career and I mean I owe it all to being sick and what actually happened to you know get yeah do you you remember the actually our first episode we always talked we talked about having a uh a crisis that then kind of brings us into a different um 
you know, mentality or, or mindset. Or, and then we kind of use that crisis to further and better ourselves. A crisis, a point in your life where you go, okay, there needs to be a change or I need to make a big effort to try. And, um, and obviously you guys both with the, you know, your successful businesses and careers and me with, I don't know, making breakfast. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a very important part of your life. And, and you guys both had it. And I, I, I had somewhat of the same experience. But it is quite interesting. You, you talk to a lot of people who are running their own businesses or they're doing, you know, X, Y, Z. Uh, they've all had that moment. And not to, you know, diminish yours at all. But they've all had something similar uh, that, that puts them on the back foot. And they have to work back from it rather than having this silver platter laid out for them. But my question to you, Lisa is after your health issues and after you overcome them, what was your first job after that? Oh, wow. Actually, while I was going through health challenges, I worked at McDonald's for four years. Wow. uh, I grew up quite poor, so as soon as I was 14 and nine months, I went around and I put my resume in wherever I could because I wanted to make money. Yeah. And, um, yeah, started working at McDonald's uh, around about my 15th birthday and I worked there for four years. So in and out of hospital, I'd try and get a three-hour shift here and there and I did their um, management diploma which was amazing and yeah. just even the training that they do and stuff was absolutely brilliant like, you know, process yeah, focused and yeah, I think I know if I employ someone who's got McDonald's on their resume you, you think that you know they've, they've had really good training and they, they know Work ethics, because yeah, I've, I've got a lot of the McDonald's experience. I'm sure you do. <laughs> it's usually about three, three, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Couple of cheesies, you know, that type of stuff. And just yeah, mate, I'll have six cheeseburgers. Why not? One in Rome. I just find it so incredible that they can actually run their business with the, you know, over eighty percent of the staff would be less than eighteen. You've got mm. fifteen year olds running a business that, you know, can produce the same result over and over, and it's run by eighteen year old mm. managers. Mm. I just find that incredible. How good is their new marketing campaign? Because they've actually turned around and said, we're that good that we're going to say it's very un-McDonald's and you're going to buy more of our products. Mm. That's like saying, you know, um, you know, for, I'm very unlike me, but therefore you should come and see me as a chiropractor. It's like calling one of my comedy shows unfunny. Unfunny, yeah. But it, it obviously is working because, you know, more people are kind of going back and that's checking usually, out the That's usually game. in the reviews, but... What, um, the unfunny bit? Yeah, the unfunny bit, but, you know, what can you do? Um, but yeah, so... I'm sure someone must find it funny. I find it hilarious. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the only person in the crowd, right? Just you. Just basically. Yeah, we've we've, we've so. talked about City of Fringe Festival. We sold three tickets on the first night. But anyway... Yeah, that, that was good. <laughs> so we went from Maccas and then what, you're, at, you're at uni. What were you studying at uni? Commerce. Commerce. And what made you choose, choose commerce? Because I know it is an exciting degree from the outset, but tell me why. Um, I was yeah. always really good at maths. Yeah. When I was young, I always thought that I'd be a maths professor because I just loved maths. Um, when I went to uni, I even did six-unit maths as an elective just because wow. I thought six that, that would be unit awesome. Maths. Yeah, it was a um, part of the – I couldn't I did, Yeah, four-unit four at school, but then when you – um, go to uni, the six units, and I did a part of an engineering degree elective Jeez. because it was maths. That's a lot of maths. They don't tell you when you go to do a commerce degree that it's 80, 90% theory. Yeah. And yeah. writing essays is not what you really want when you're really good at maths. But no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so wow. commerce, hoping for maths, and um, yeah, I didn't know accounting existed at the time. So What was your yeah, favourite part of the maths? What was it? Was it Pythagoras? I'm, I'm limited by my knowledge of There's the a, subjects of <laughs> maths. He's got a theorem, I know that much. He does got a good theorem. It's still the test of time. I guess, but, uh, what was your What was your favourite part of the maths? What you know? What fired you up? You, you said before the podcast that you know you get loud when you get fired up and excited about something. What got you loud about maths? 
uh, there's a right and a wrong. Yeah. And when you get yeah. it right, it's satisfying. Yeah, that's fair. Fair cool. Fair yeah. cool. Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about this, this revolution business. Do you find that when you help people, you get that same kind of feeling? You get that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Um, and a positive outcome or a negative outcome? Yeah. Well, obviously for you guys, only a positive outcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say that. Uh, I guess like what you were saying in your first podcast, you were talking about crisis and inspiring yep. change or success and all the rest. Um, it's funny because you go through, when you have a crisis, you go through a series of, um, you know, thoughts and your psychology changes and all the rest. And I guess, you know, for a little while it was sort of like why me and denial and all the rest. But then, you know, you get to a point where it's like, well, why am I still here? I must be here for a purpose or mm. for a reason or there's a greater reason and you try and understand life and all the rest. But um, for me, it's helping people. So, like, I had a, a personal mission in life that I um, have been working on the last few years. I've been really clear on it and it's to have a positive impact on a billion people in the next 10 years. Okay. So Excellent. I mean, you know, yeah. they, they say that you've got to set big goals yeah. and all the rest and I say a billion people because, um, you know, I just want to help people um, be happier and enjoy their life and all the rest. And I don't know if you've heard the story of who's a true leader. Um, there's There was a farmer years ago and he'd always been a farmer. His parents were farmers and all the rest and he had a grandkid and he was on the farm and he used to teach his grandkid how to run the farm and all the rest. And he used to always tell him um, that you can do anything, you can be anything, you know, um, think big and learn and get educated and all the rest. And then that little boy um, went off to be Nelson Mandela. Oh. And the point of the story is who's the true leader? Yeah. Is it Nelson Mandela or is it the grandfather? And so when I say I want to have a positive impact on a billion people, I want to be like the grandfather. Mm. It's like how can I help businesses who are doing really awesome things in the world go out and have a positive impact on more people and mm. then how can we spread more positivity and make, I guess it comes from, I want to make life easier for people yeah. and enjoy it and be happy because life is so short. And we have spoken about that on the podcast before about how, you know, one act or one person can make such a positive <clears throat> influence on people. Like Bryce does it with his chiropractic work. He's, he, you know, he's done that on me, had a positive influence on me. And I've spoken about it before with, with stand-up. Like you make one person smile, it's like a chain reaction. You know, they could they be having a terrible day and then it changes from, you know, them having a terrible day to them laughing and saying they forget all about it and they go home and they, they don't kick their dog. You know, yeah. and then the dog runs down the road, doesn't buy the, buy the mailman, and it's, you know, it's like the butterfly effect causing a hurricane on the other side of the earth. Yeah. In fact, a, a, an interesting fact on that is, uh, you know, we send off a satellite tomorrow, right? In a million years' time, the earth will be positioned uh, in a different part of space because of that exact satellite being, being sent into the earth. Now, I heard a scientist talking about this, so don't try and change it. I'm not trying to change it. I'm trying to get my head around it. So one little tiny, minuscule, insignificant thing or cause has a massive effect. Mm. And I, I think that what you're talking about with helping businesses can obviously do that in, 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 your, in, your, uh, in your goal that you're trying to have positive influence on a billion people in the next 10 years. Yep. I think it's absolutely achievable. Yeah, and one of the things that people stress about, and especially when they're in business for themselves, is the accounting and the numbers and stuff, because quite often they've got into the business because they're really good at what they do. Yep. Not that they're good at numbers or they're good at business. Mm. It's that they're you know a really good chiropractor or they're a really good yeah. um, you know artist at what they're good at, 
And then, you know, you end up in business and you end up having all these numbers and accounting and stuff that you've got to look after and it doesn't energise them. So they end up spending more and more time. The bigger they get and the more they grow, they spend more and more time on their numbers and their books yep. and all the admin side of the business and less of what they actually truly love. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can definitely vouch for that. I mean, when I went through university, we had very, very little training on actually how to run a business. And, you know, like it or not, as a, uh, as a chiropractor and health professional, we have to have staff, we have to have a building, we have to have a business to, you know, help people. And, you know, if you don't have that, that knowledge or at least have someone help you to achieve those goals, you're just, you're dead in the water. You've got, you got no chance of helping the people that you want to help. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell us a little bit about actually what you would do. So if I was a, a person walking in off the street with a, a business, I've just started a new business or, um, you know, I've been, I've been struggling away for a couple of years and I just come to you and I go, Lisa, I need some help. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Uh, the biggest thing for me is finding out, I guess, what the biggest challenges are. Because every business is different and same at the same time. So um, a lot of the admin side of things, it's the same sort of processes and stuff that we do. But it's really um, finding out what your goals are. So, you know, do you want to grow the business? Do you want to sell the business? Do you Are you happy with the business? you just want to have more time for holidays? All that kind of thing. So um, that's a really big one. And then what the biggest challenges are. Because... Some clients, it'll be marketing. Some, it'll be just not understanding their numbers, not understanding if they're making money or not. It'll be cash flow. It'll be, you know, how do I actually go to the next level, get more staff, um, put more systems in place, make use of technology, all sorts of different stuff. So I really love listening and hearing people's story and why Mm. they got into business and where they want to take it. Um, And a lot of the challenges uh, easily then, uh, you know, we can come up with a plan of, how we can actually help. So, for example, um, accounting, well, we're combining accounting software and marketing under one roof, which mm-hmm. it's to be able to help businesses from a holistic point of view because a lot of accountants will tell you to increase your revenue and decrease your costs, mm-hmm. and they're really good at decreasing costs, but they don't actually have a lot of marketing experience <clears throat> on how to increase the revenue, or they might refer the people to you know someone to help them with yeah, marketing strategies, sense. and it's spending a lot of money when... You're trying to control your costs and you have to spend money to make money and sometimes there's a little bit of disconnect and communication disconnect. So um, by doing it all under one roof, um, we're able to really assist people and balance the... You know, the cash flow with the spending money to make money kind of thing. Yeah, that's fantastic. I know with my accountant, you know, he always starts ringing me up going, you're spending too much here and you're doing too much there. And I go, well, that's all well and good, but how do I fix it? And he goes, well, I don't know, but you just got to stop spending money. And then I'll go, okay, well, then I, it's left up to me to try and figure out, you know, what, how I can mm. get, you know, more money back into the business to then help more people again. So I think that's a really, you know, amazing thing that you've kind of come up with, the concept to actually take that and, and just, you know, take the, the, the pain out of it because it, it is painful. You know? yeah. as, as a business owner, it's painful. I guess it comes from my, like my background's a little bit diverse in that, you know, I've worked in child accounting, I specialised in tax law and business services, and then I owned an engineering business with, you know, large-scale software and mm. IT and automation and all the rest, and then um, I've worked in online marketing as a COO for an online marketing company with 50 staff, so bringing it all together, mm. I want to bring the accounting discipline to marketing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, help businesses grow and really be able to get into the nitty-gritty and make it easy for them to So you'll be there you know, like with the whip, just going... 
Oh, I'm a yeah. bit nicer than yeah. that. <laughs> in a nice way, you know. Yeah, really nice way. <laughs> Depends what you're into. So who, who, who comes through your door on a daily basis? Is, is that the people you want to continually target or are you trying to, you know, target uh, your larger businesses or is it the small to mediums that come through your door? It's definitely like? small to medium-sized businesses uh, and it's usually, you know, when there's sort of one to five owners but mm-hmm. usually, you know, it might be mum and dad couple owning a business and they want to grow it or they want to get the best out of it and understand their financials and um, we've got a couple of different departments which have different sort of clients. Um, our payroll would be a larger business with, you know, of, you know, five to 500 staff, we do outsource payroll. But from like an accounting software marketing point of view, it's always small, medium-sized businesses. Mm, absolutely. And yeah. I went through uh, with Kez a little uh, tour of uh, your brilliant office space here on Derby Street. Um, you want to talk us through a little bit of the uh, – and Bryce hasn't seen these. Uh, there's a studio to record any, any – I'll let you explain it. There's a studio to record videos and there's a million other different things in here. Yeah, so we went and bought a really extensive camera um, yeah. <laughs> because video marketing is the future and, yeah, um, and we're learning how to use it. But we set up a studio, so we've got like a green screen and we've got, um, you know, different backdrops and stuff like that so we can actually film videos for people. Um, Kez runs the marketing division, Kez my husband, and uh, yeah, we're doing sort of different videos for people. We build online courses for people so that they can um, start to do a lot more online uh, and we find we, we're attracting a lot of businesses that have a successful offline business, but they really want to explore mm. the online space. So we do video blogs for people. Um, the studio's been really fun. I'm filming a couple of online courses myself. Yeah. Um, yeah and he does all the editing. Um, then also in the office, yeah, we've um, gone with an open plan um, for all the stuff. We all sit together so we can collaborate because our team and the way that we work, we've got, you know, someone will work on the accounts, payable and receivable, someone will work on bookkeeping, someone will work on the payroll. So <coughs> we typically, um, there's eight of us here and we'll all be working on the same client. Mm-hmm. So I like the open plan where we can all collaborate and really learn the... The brains um, trust come together. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Cool. yeah, that's a great one. Definitely. And it's a different way of doing accounting because, you know, accounting traditionally you'd you know, do your tax return at the end of the year and, mm. you know, you just have one person, they go and they punch out a tax return. Whereas now, like, we're offering the whole suite where you do everything from bookkeeping to, to tax returns to marketing and all the rest. So oh. you have an inti- intimate relationship with the team yeah. and everyone does what they're good at. And traditional accountants were always, you know, six-minute time logging and, you know, mm. if you call up and ask your accountant a question, they're going to charge you by the, by the yeah. minute kind of thing. My accountant took so. me out of lunch once and he charged me for it. How does that work? Really? Yeah. That's a bit rough. I don't have an account. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I coming from a, from a chartered accounting background, like that's the, the model how it works is, you know, everyone has their, their KPIs and productivity yeah. and you measure your whip at the end of the month and you're doing your invoices. Uh, but I want to completely flip that because I don't feel that it really encourages customer service. Mm. And coming from like even I can accredit it back to the McDonald's days it's like you know the customer's always right and we used to have this little plaque mm. um there was this little sign just before you walked onto the front counter to serve and it said smile you're about to go on stage and so like i just naturally don't stop smiling now i, I can probably attribute it to that but it's like how do you actually create a raving fan and it's like when people have a question for their accountant mm. 
you know, they want to call you and they want to ask. And particularly if it's, you know, about cash flow and money that's tight and stuff, you don't want to discourage them by then sending them a bill and you don't want them to hesitate. You mm. want them to really ask and get the whole experience of, you know, call anytime, email and, you know, we're, we're there to partner with them and we're not going to charge them. So it sounds like a big change in, it, in accounting in general. Do you find a lot of resistance from the industry? Uh not really, because I think all accountants realise that they need to innovate. I mean, tax returns, like I read a, an article um, a couple of weeks ago and it was the top 10 um, professions that are going to be redundant in the next 10 years. And tax agent was number eight. Mm. And not saying that accountants are going to be redundant, but I think the traditional way of doing tax returns mm. will be redundant in that, you know, you log in now to do your tax return online and they've already got all of your information and you click a button saying, mm. that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And even a lot of the technology now, zero tax, it'll pull in, you know, all of your financials from zero and pre-fill your tax return. Zero is a software program, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. an accounting package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, thanks. Um, so I think, like, the industry at the moment, they know that they've got to change and they're trying to change and, um, you know, and they're creating new products and they're doing new things, which is great. Um I don't really see that there's a lot of competition. Um, I'm sort of, I'm eight staff. I'm trying to do things a little bit different. There's so mm. much work out there um, that, you know, we can all support each other. We white label our services for other accounting firms so they can offer our services to their clients and help them, you know, mm. try and do things a little bit more modern way. Mm. So I, just, I love this idea of the subscription fee too, you know. It just, it takes the, it really does take the, the pain out of, you know, the, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just, it makes sense to me. So it's great. And I think a lot of the uh, people that we'll talk to on the podcast will be, uh, you know, potential customers for you guys and potential, well, perhaps not even customers. Perhaps a word we could use is collaborators. Ooh, that's very fancy. There you go. Ooh, there you go. Somebody collaborators. I'll charge you by the hour for that one. <laughs> the collaboration. But, um, but yeah, it, it all sounds extremely interesting. And for someone who has no, you know, real knowledge myself, of accounts or anything like that or anything in the real world because let's face it, <laughs> I'm just pretending to, to have a real job. Um, but yeah, it, it all is very interesting and I like the way that you're trying to completely flip, well not completely flip, but flip the uh, the whole industry on its head and, 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 and shake a lot of people and, and try, because you know, as, as well, what I meant by um, the resistance is yeah, you have the old people in the industry who have been doing their whole lives and they don't want to change. You know, yeah. as we said with a lot of things and the way that Basically, every industry is moving in today's world. No one wants to change if they've been there their whole lives. Mm. And, I mean, to have people, you know, uh, the youth of the day, as yourself, you know, changing, you know, the core of an industry is very exciting for people who are endeavouring into small business or, you know, small to medium business. And, and, and Bryce, you know, um, for someone who is a, you know, an educated person. Sometimes. Sometimes. Do you see this in your industry as well, that people are just trying to flip it on its head in certain ways? Well, the thing with my industry is that, I mean, it really is finding bones in people's spines that are stuck and making a move. So it's mm. pretty hard to kind of flip that on its head. There's only one way of really doing it. I mean, there's lots of different ways to actually achieve the same outcome, but yeah. the principle is always going to be the same. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that, that try and market um, chiropractic uh, in totally different ways. Um, but, and look, I must admit, some of them get on each other's nerves and, and, you know, people bag out other people in your own profession, which doesn't really help us as a profession, uh, as a whole. Um, do you have a vendetta against anyone? No, not at all. Look, I think, I think, 
No, <laughs> just just you, Isaac. No, it's um, <laughs> don't look at me like that. I'm not looking at you. I've been sitting next to you this whole show, touching your knee. Yeah, I know. With my knee, playing, whatever. Yeah, I know. Playing kneesies. It's like <laughs> right. but it's very sweaty in here. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, go on. Um, no, I don't. I don't have a vendetta against anyone. I, re- I really think that um, people in my profession. Uh, I mean, if people actually really understood what it is we do, and the benefits that we can give to people. Every chiropractor would be so busy, it would, it would be just, you know, it would be literally wall-to-wall people because... At least the same could be said for you with your business. If people knew exactly what you were doing and the benefits you could get, mm. everyone would be running through your door. And that's the great thing about being on Modern Day Thoughts. People find true. out these things because, guys, you've been subscribing. You've been liking all the Facebook and Twitters and things and all this other stuff. You've been flat out with that. So I will take this opportunity to make sure you subscribe. And check out Revolution Business's website, which, of course, Lisa is... Revolutionbusiness.com.au. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Easy to remember. Thank you. Can we... Um, how many subscribers did we get in our first week? Oh, mate, it, it, it blew up iTunes. It blew up iTunes. Yeah. I had a call Just from... Internal combustion. I had a call from Mr. Tunes himself, and he said, <laughs> he said, Buts, what's doing? <laughs> he said, what's doing, mate? You've, you've caused havoc down here at, uh, at uh, Apple or wherever they're from. And um, no, 80. 80. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 80 still. 80 is a great. 80 is really good. It's yeah. really good. And uh, Lisa, I'm sure you've guaranteed, guaranteed us another 180. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> we'll have to put the marketing hat on and we'll put All it right. out there. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Sounds good. Now, I've got a question here that uh, we, we, try, we, we pride ourselves on talking to people who, uh, who we think are successful people. But Lisa, do you think of yourself as a successful person? Definitely. Good. Good. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, because well, yeah. the rundown you gave us um, about your experience in in business made me a little bit nervous about talking to you because <laughs> you see it extremely, extremely experienced. Like you, your your resume must be quite daunting for anyone who ever, ever had the uh, the uh, the experience of looking at it. I, I can imagine. In comparison, You're being too kind. <laughs> in comparison to mine, which just lies about things I've never done. <laughs> <laughs> just a photo of you eating a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> um, just do the thumbs up but um, yes it, it, it's fantastic to be here in your office space and uh, and Bryce um, you know we want to we want to we want to work with um, you know all these great people in business and, and around Newcastle can you see uh, Lisa can you see the business community in Newcastle changing at the moment uh, there's been I guess I don't like the word change because p- people have a negative uh, you know, reaction to the word change. Um, we're definitely evolving. Um, and I think a lot of businesses in Newcastle are doing really well. Um, you know, there's always a lot of negative um, talk about, you know, people being made redundant in the mining industry and stuff like that. But I think we're in a boom and we're just normalising now. Mm. So a lot of adjustments have sort of happened. But the normalisation of Newcastle is actually still really awesome and we're doing really well um, in comparison to, you know, other cities, other countries and all mm. the rest and there's so many businesses that are doing really awesome stuff and they're doing really well and it's, yeah, just about. Do you think eventually that uh, mining won't be <clears throat> the dominant, um, you know, source of, of revenue here in Newcastle at some stage and that, you know, a lot of just normal kind of business and, and society will start to just take over and the balance will really change over time? Uh, definitely. And you already see it now. Like even businesses like ours, you've got a lot of, um, 
you know, people that have even that, you know, sort of five to 20 staff that are doing really well, they're doing mm. creative things, they're doing professional services, and online makes it really easy now to get a wider audience. Mm. So a lot of our clients are in sort of Sydney, Melbourne, Gold Coast, they're all over, a lot mm. in Newcastle as well, but it's a lot easier now to work with people all over the country mm. or even internationally, and you can make really good money doing that. Um, and even particularly, you know, I was in Sydney the last couple of years, and it's really easy and it's actually cheaper for people in Sydney to get an accountant or software marketing or that kind of professional services in Newcastle because we've got less overheads, um, you know, wages are a bit cheaper here and so it's actually a really good viable option for people to set up businesses in Newcastle and yeah. I think we'll see a lot more if they If they improve the parking situation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how good is it that you have your own parking here? That's fantastic, around the back. It is really good. We've, we've got four car parks. Can um, I use that all the time? Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I bags one, please? Because <laughs> I was here this afternoon. I couldn't get a park to save my life. But um, I, I, I wanted to know what your thoughts on the influence that social media has on business development. I mean, uh, for me, looking at like the restaurant game, the most popular restaurants in Newcastle, the ones that people are talking about, are all the ones that have you know X amount of followers on on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Um, everyone's everyone wants to be at these places that are putting up these nice photos. Like there's a there's a for example there's a clothes shop in town that has a big pug dog mm. or bulldog that sits out the front. And people love it. They go there because of the bulldog. And like uh, you look at places like um, like Blue Door. Mm. Blue Door's got great market. You know, mm. on social media. Do you think that, that that's ha- that, that's changed the game? Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I think people want want to be a part of, you know, people that are doing great things and fun things and stuff like that. And you know, when you're on social media and you see stuff happening and you see your friends visiting these places and you see great food, um, it really uh, inspires really positive feelings towards that place. And it's funny because even when you're doing video marketing. Mm. And a good example is a story of, um, you know, a guy that's part of the same Facebook page as I am on, um, on Facebook and he's always putting videos up. So every week he's got a video and he was actually in Australia two months ago and I saw him and I went to introduce myself because I felt like I knew him. Mm. So, you know, you're building familiar familiarity, I did say that word, um, just by being on Facebook and when you, things are familiar, you want to be closer and mm. um, be a part of it. Yeah. So like video could be a really great strategy to you know, help get your name and your brand and your business out there. And I mean, even you look at accounting, people don't want to hear about accounting on social media. So our social media, you know, we'll put pictures of the dog on Facebook when he comes into the office and, you know, when we're doing cool things, we've got table tennis out the back and stuff like that on Facebook and, you know, just to get people familiar with this. um, Well, it's it's you. They, they, you know, they want to be a part of what you have to offer, not just what you do. It's who you are. And, you know, I think um, with the the social media world and the way the marketing works in that respect, you know, it's it's like – well, you know, it's it's like word of mouth because if you've got a friend or if you've got someone who vouches for that business. So if you're at Blue Door again, for example, and I see you eating or drinking something at Blue Door and I kind of respect you and I value your judgment, then I'll be like, oh, maybe I should go try Blue Door. Yeah, you know, it just, it, it just makes sense. Yeah. Mm. 
And by the way, if you're listening, uh, the guys at Blue Door, uh, we're just giving you a pretty big plug. So I actually went there the other day, and the food's outrageously good. <laughs> it I is yesterday. Right, let's talk up the podcast. It's with, not even uh, a plug. I was, I was blown away with how, with how good it was. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> wait your turn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, is that the phone ringing? I think come it must on, be them. They'll come on board as a sponsor. They yeah, don't, they, I just feel it. I feel in my waters. <laughs> but, um, but Lisa, we've asked you a lot of questions. Do you have any questions for us? Oh, wow. On the spot now. <laughs> yeah, I just awesome. love your gear. I just think you guys are this so set up. It's amazing. It's all you smoke and mirrors. And... <laughs> oh, really yeah. is. It's, uh, it's all bells and whistles. Yeah, we don't need this stuff. No, all we need is really a laptop. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't. Know. <laughs> and that's you it. Business is mobile these days. All you need well, is a laptop. You well, can, this you is can true. Do you wouldn't know with the sound quality, but you know we've got heaps of mixers and speakers behind this. So don't yeah. worry about that. You guys listening at home. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> back on the spot. So what? What are the goals for modern day thoughts? Well, mm. Bryce, you want to handle that one? Yeah, sure. Well, I think the first thing um, when we kind of came up with this concept was to just expand our local area first of all. And just really allow people to hear what, what makes other people tick, you know, and start to um, maybe look at themselves and, and, and see inside themselves and then maybe try and resonate with someone that they listen to and someone that they, uh, they want to inspire to maybe and, and get them off their little crisis into a better way of life. So, you know, that was kind of my real bigger uh, vision just to help as many people as possible inspiring them to achieve that life. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's as you said, Lisa, uh, providing familiarity. Familiar, you can't do it. I can't do it. I couldn't say <laughs> said entry last week. <laughs> you still can't say it. Say it again. Said entry. Said an entry. <laughs> Sedimentary. <laughs> I'm not even going to correct you. Let's I think it's just hilarious. The, the F- F- <laughs> when you are familiar... <laughs> The uh, the is it a plural or familiar? Familiar? No, familiar it's a other. it's a pronoun. Kez, <laughs> help! Yes, we need some help here. Google that. No. <laughs> we should ask Siri. Siri knows everything. Oh, Siri, she can get. Anyway, um, yeah, providing you know people out there, whoever is listening to this, with a, a familiar sense with the people they're listening to, so that you know if if, if if there's a small business owner that is walking down the street and sees Revolution Business and goes. I heard that on Modern Day Thoughts. I'm going to go in and talk to Lisa and Kaz about what's happening with those guys and what they, how they can help us. And that's what we want to do. We want to provide our community and the wider community with a connection that is Modern Day Thoughts. Yeah. Awesome. I love the thought of Newcastle businesses sort of banding together and learning together mm. as well. And Absolutely. And yeah. it's not, we, don't, we don't limit ourselves to businesses. It's, it's everyone in between, whether it's yeah. entertainers, artists, businesses, you know, dogs that are sitting out the front of... Closed shops. We want to. We want to talk to everyone that has an impact on on our community. That is either Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia. Mm. We're actually uh, we've the got world. light of the world. Yes. <laughs> He's putting his fingers world together. Domination. World domination. Yes. <laughs> not stopping at one billion people. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, our next podcast, uh, we're going to be talking to a lot of top end athletes, top, a lot of CrossFitters, and um, we are. You know, some of Australia's best actually that are competing. Yes, yes, yeah, we are. Uh, competing at uh, it's called DMARC the uh, competition at Royal Commando the, the uh, CrossFit gym there in Gateshead Lisa I'm not competing I'm just interviewing yes because yeah. I can't oh, no thanks no thanks I'm in the off season at the moment I'm, I'm completely the, relaxed the completely off season oh yeah it's ridiculously off at the moment 
<laughs> I have been going to the gym every night after work, but well, that's, that's a start. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Go me. Anyone wants to compliment me, just message me and say how good I'm going. Um, Actually, they probably should check out our Facebook page. They'll... They should. They yeah. should. Get on the Modern Day Thoughts, chuck that in your search bar on Facebook. And also check out check out everything we've been talking about today. Check out revolutionbusiness.com.au. And don't forget to check out Fit and Fresh, who is also our fantastic sponsor, who we love so much. And did uh, Adrian sort out that uh, little uh, little uh, 10%? Uh... Oh, the discount code. There is a discount there code. There is a discount it code. It may not be there yet, but there I would one. suggest head to our Facebook page. And, and we'll, we'll let you know about it. We'll let you know about it there. Yeah. yeah so, I can't remember off the top of my head, but no, I'm sure there is one. We're not very professional. So, no. But Fit and Fresh are, and so <laughs> a revolution business. And uh, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Are there any final statements from you? Um, no, thank you for having, having me. And I guess, yeah, like if people are around on Derby Street, pop in and say hello, or if they've got any questions, they can call up. Um, my marketing hat always puts on the irresistible offer, and I always do a free 30-minute consult with anyone that sort of comes in or Beautiful. has any questions. So Awesome. And any less than that, on. there's a table tennis out the back that Kez loves playing table tennis during the day, he told me, so get out there. <laughs> And, uh, and have a whack with that, but, uh, you know, Forrest Gump style. But um. We do actually have an ab bench as well. The loser has to do ab crunches, so just a little bit of yeah, a pre-framing right. of the warning on the table tennis Jeez, table. don't tell Bryce that. I'm <laughs> in or, uh, doing ab crunches. But Lisa, thank you so much for joining us and um, having you having us in your uh, in your business today. And uh, and Bryce, any, uh, anything to end on, mate? No, I think we've covered pretty much everything, mate. I'm, yeah. Pumped. Right. Well, make sure you subscribe. To modern day thoughts, uh, jump on and subscribe straight away. Do it now. Don't stuff around this afternoon. Don't worry about going out the back and having a cigarette like Bryce does. Just jump straight in. Just jump straight in and click subscribe and rate it. If you want to rate it, that helps us a lot. So, um, you know, Lisa said she was going to rate the show straight after this podcast. She said to me just before. So uh, make sure you do that. And uh, jump on to the Revolution Business website. Check out everything that they're about. If you're a small, medium business, even a big business, you know, Telstra, jump on there. You know, do something. Get 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 involved. And Fit and Fresh as well. Jump on their website. There's going to be a there's going to be a discount code there as well. So check that out on our Facebook page. But make sure you subscribe, review all that type of rubbish. My name's Isaac Butterfield. Lisa, so thank you so much for joining us again, Dr. Bryce Fleming. Thank you. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll be back. Make sure you subscribe. Seriously, Thanks. subscribe. Thanks. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.